Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your day to hang out with us here on the Grit Daily Startup Show. We like to talk about the world of startup, the good, the bad, the gritty. Uh, so I'm excited to hear about what your experience has been with all that. But before we do all that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you uh, and your backstory. Yeah, so I started out as a high school business teacher. I have a degree in business and went the teaching route. Uh, I did that for 10 years. But in, you know, in my heart somewhere, there was always this desire to start a business. And one summer, I now have, I have three boys. <laughs> constantly making them wear their hats outside. I remember my oldest turned to me and he's like, but mom, you're not wearing a hat because I was making them wear their hats all the time. And so I was being very hypocritical, right? Uh, But I loved their cute fitted full back hats and I wanted something for myself. But in the summertime with all of my long hair, uh, it's just too hot to be wearing a hat with your hair down. And so I wanted a solution. Um, so I actually ended up breaking into their magnetic toys (laughs) in order to create my first prototype, um, which was 2018. And from there, uh, we ended up launching in, uh, June of 2020, right smack dab at the beginning of the pandemic, which is crazy. So how'd that go? Um, at that time I had just, it was sort of like the test go for me, like proving, product market fit. So I had only ordered like a minimum order quantity. I was doing everything from my basement. It was just me, one woman show. Um, and our first like initial launch, we did like, okay. <laughs> that first summer, I think we ended up selling like $30,000 of hats. Nice. But to me, that sort of, of like, proved, you know, like, okay, I have something that people are willing to buy. And so from there I decided, okay, I can give up I think I'm ready to give up my teaching career. So I did. I stepped away, gave up, you know, in Canada, we have this great pension plan. Uh, I walked away from all that to go on this crazy roller coaster ride. And how's it been so far? A you crazy te- roller coaster ride. Yeah, right. I mean, but do you miss teaching? Uh, people ask me that all the time. And always my answer is not really no. Like I'm, I'm super excited to be doing what I'm doing right now. Like there's obviously days where I will miss it. And it's because I think as an entrepreneur, you're always consistently faced with discomfort, but you know, having been a teacher for 10 years when I was doing that, I was like, I was owning it. Like I knew what I was doing. I was the expert. Like I, I, I loved the classroom. And so there are moments where I will get to that point where I'm just exhausted physically, emotionally. And I'm like, I wish I could go back to something that I am good at. (laughs) But then, you know, you're not pushing yourself. You're not learning. You're not growing. And I mean, I am consumed with all that right now. So part of me is like super psyched to be pushing myself to the limits. Um, But, you know, I have my days where I'm like, wouldn't it be nice? (laughs) 
to go yeah. back to the familiar. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think that always happens. I mean, I think that's human nature that, that we, you know, want to revert back to uh, what was comfortable and what was mm-hmm. familiar. Uh, but, uh, you know, I go back to the old adage that uh, nothing grows in comfort zones. It does not. At all. Know. And, uh, you know, life's uncomfortable. So settle in. Um, so, and I, I'll never forget, I, I've been an entrepreneur for, gosh, I don't know, 17 years now. And uh, I did it because I was in sales for so long, but one day I had to go pick up my daughter and they were like, everyone has kids, figure it out. And I was like, deuces. And I went home and I was like, I'm never doing this again because if I'm going to, if I'm going to have financial stress, I'm going to create it. And I'm not going to have somebody tell me what I can and can't do. So the freedom aspect of it. Oh yeah. Priceless. It's insane. Like speaking to that point, I just came from my son's kindergarten graduation. There we go. There we go. I go. Plenty of time for those boys. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got it. So I, you know, I got to ask, you know, most ball caps have, you know, a back when it's a snapback, like why not just put the ponytail through that? Is it because Mm. I'm I'm sure you've got that before, but I'm sure. And I've never, I I clearly don't have a ponytail. If I did, that'd be super awkward. Um, (laughs) So, so I'm assuming it holds having, having raised a daughter on my own. I know hair. um, I'm assuming it gets the hair off the back of your neck. Is that the, the idea? Yes. So I feel like a lot of women sort of have their, their hair height, like their ponytail height, their messy bun height. There is a particular pot spot on your head. You like to wear it. Well, for a lot of women that doesn't work in that like two or one inch gap that's above that adjustable strap. So you have to move your hair. You have to take out your hair, take out your messy bun in order to wear a hat, which for me, I saw the pain point of this all the time because I'm heading outside. I don't got time. These kids, like, they're crazy. So I have to hurry to get out the door. I time to redo my hair. So I just really wanted something that I could put on and didn't need to adjust the height of my hair and also just keep it nice and high. And I, I really like the look of a high pony versus, like, a more colonial ponytail. <laughs> I, uh, looking like a founding father. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> this is also, like, a very cute fashion thing that I just, I feel good in when, when my hair, my, my pony, my messy bun are at the right height. So it's, for me, it's kind of all of that combined, the function and the fashion aspect merged together. Yeah. So it with, with the magnetic back. So it's essentially, um, you can't see this. We're on a podcast, yeah. but, um, the, the magnetic seam actually goes from the top button on the back of the hat down to the bottom of the band. So where the, panels joined together is now a magnetic closure so you open and close and you have the freedom to wear your hair at any height from the top of the button to the bottom of the band and the magnetic closure will actually close up and form fit around like where your hair is so if it's if it's up high you can just snap the magnets around it if it's down low you can you know snap the magnets on top of it so yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it acts as a hair clip too, essentially. Well, kind of, sort of. Not general. I've seen people try it that way. The magnets aren't strong enough. You're, you're, the weight of your hair will actually push on the magnets and they won't stay closed like elastic. So you still need to wear like your hair, like accessory, the elastic, the scrunchie, whatever you normally do. You still need to have that in there. So like, it's not a replacement for that, but Hey, maybe allows, some accessories yeah. coming along. We got some pony scrunchies yeah. coming along. Hey, that would be a good fit. <laughs> there you go. That one's free. Um, 
I'm totally <laughs> so, so 2020, you started doing these in your, in, in your house and creating, mm-hmm. so what were you doing? You were just buying hats and cutting the backs open and inserting this. How, no, so how did that happen? I landed a manufacturer, a very okay. good one at that, actually. Um, one of the leading global manufacturers worldwide, a crazy random luck story on how I made that connection um, with some industry experts, but I just, found my way and luck had it like that definitely was, was a lucky one there. Um, because I really wanted this hat to be high quality. I wanted it to be like, are you familiar with, um, you know, some of the sports team brands, like you go into lids and like, they're like yeah. covered yeah, yeah, in the walls, yeah. new right? era and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So those are like my, I, I want to be like the new era, but for women, <laughs> I want that quality in a hat for women. And as a woman, I always found that like the, the hats that would fit my hair weren't the same quality as those hats. No, they're not. No. And so that's what I aspired to. And I found a manufacturer who could do that. So I am proud to say that we've got some really nice quality in these hats as well. Yeah, no, no, not all hats are created equal. It's like t-shirts. No. Some are kind yeah. of scratchy. Some make me look fat. Some, you know, so yeah. uh, I'm a t-shirt diva, but also uh, hats too. So hats are, you know, I, I like, you know, I like the flat build hats, even, but I look like Justin Bieber. Well, not really. <laughs> when I wear them, my 21-year-old daughter's like, dad, really? Are you ever going to grow up? I'm like, the windows never close in Peter Pan <laughs> ever. No, nope, um, I hear that. But I do like to wear hats. Uh, and you're right. Some fit like an absolute glove um, and some are just weird. So. Um, so uh, you, you took the manufacturer on right out of the gates, huh? When you were trying to yes, figure the proof of concept. Yep. Okay, so I got good. the minimum, minimum order quantity in just to test. And then yeah. who'd you sell them to? Direct to consumer through my Shopify site. Um, nice. I, the only pre-marketing I did was trying to build a social media following prior to that. I did no paid marketing. It was all word of mouth and scrappiness um, to make that first 30,000 that summer happened. Um, what, what about I, like, what, what about like your community and your friends and everything where you like handing hats out to every female, you know, <laughs> yeah. I posted it like all my local Facebook groups. Like, it's like they, we all have these community pages and there's like several like small towns in my surrounding area. So I had no shame. I was just like, guys, I just launched a business. Check this out. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. how would that go? It was good. The community, like, I, I, to this day, will head to the school for the function I was just at this morning. And, you know, there's a few moms sporting their pony back hats or go Let's to the go. track and field meet. There's pony back hats there. So the, the local community has been my number one fan. And they really helped me get that, that fantastic start in the beginning. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the middle of 2022, which sounds crazy to say at the time we're recording this episode. So what's happened in the past two and a half years? Yeah. So February of 2021. Um, I have been listening to a lot of Gary V. Gary V preaching about TikTok, 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 TikTok. And I was like, okay, Gary, I'm going to give it a go. So for the month of January, I just like, I was trying to hit TikTok hard, posting multiple times a day, trying crazy videos. Like I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just trying whatever to see what would stick. I had no shame. If you go back to some of those early videos, it is cringe worthy, but I, I didn't care. I'm just like, we're just, I don't got any money. So we're going to just do what we can do. Sure. Um, and I remember at the beginning of February, 2021, one of my, one of my videos finally went viral and it was the opening and closing of the back of the hat. Like people just 
Like it's the product. It's all about the product. And so I was like, okay, so if I get people in the first three seconds of the opening and closing of this hat, that's the innovative, unique feature. Um, let's try some other stuff. And, and sure enough, we had several other viral videos around that time. I, I ended up selling out of all stock in my basement inventory, which was a challenge. From TikTok? From TikTok, yeah. Only TikTok wow. and me in my living room because that's the only place I was doing it because we couldn't leave the house. Uh, and so... Yeah, we sort of all my and my basement was rammed with inventory. Like it was full. Like I we had no other place to put inventory because once we had that success in the summer, I was like, honey, how much can we fit in here? And that's how much we're going with. But we sold out of all of that. So I had to quickly turn around and find a warehouse space and a team and I mean, just insane. Like all all of the things to support scaling. Uh, needed to happen and get turned around really, really fast. Um, yeah. Otherwise it, the boys were getting bunk beds. All right, boys, I, I need one of your bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> they were already upset because their mini stick area had been taken away from them. Oh, but I bet. So, <laughs> yeah. So we had to turn that around really fast. Um, and so that was a, a challenge, but like, it's funny how sometimes there's a blessing in disguise, right? When we sold out of all the stock in my inventory, in my basement, well, now we don't have anything to move. We have time to actually set up the new place uh, and get ready for pre-orders. And so um, it's funny how sometimes it just sort of works out and you're like stressing about all the little things like, oh, I'm sold out for three months. My customers are so unhappy with me, but it did give me that time to really get a lot of things in place. We were, we were ready when that shipment came in. Yeah, because you don't know how much you're buying. orders to fulfill. Right. You don't know how many you want to buy. You right? should buy because you don't, you know, I mean, you, uh, I guess you could predict a sellout, but I guess it only yeah. has to happen once. And you're like, okay, we're not doing that again. I'd rather have more than enough yeah. than not enough. Right. Yes. So then that was sort of the strategy that we've gone with in terms of purchasing inventory now, which is like, let's, let's just buy as much as we can afford and can house. And um, that's just kind of we'll grow from there and 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 do what we can can do with that. Um, so, yeah, it has continued. So I, I did start um, with some other paid strategies um, in 2022. So that's kind of where we're at now looking to scale. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of things that I still need to iron out before we can hit that scaling zone in a really big way. So. Uh, I'm going to take my time until 2023, but in 2023, um, I have some big, big goals for, for growth and expansion. So any plans for ducks in a row first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking to Gary V, he's the reason this podcast exists. Um, oddly oddly enough. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, he introduced a mutual friend of ours, um, in 2018 introduced us and we had no idea why. And we ended up launching the show in January of this year after doing some stuff. And we always joked that like Gary was over, I mean, he's always overly excited, but he was like, I'm so glad you two connected. And, uh, and, and here we are, I, yeah, I've known him forever. I got my start with him back in 2010. So yeah, no, he's still that preaching is, the truth. Um, uh, that is for sure. His yes, predictions yes. are unbelievable. Yeah. It, yeah. I'd want him to play the, my lotto numbers because, uh, he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's on it. He absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, so, um, any plans for big box retailers? You know, being able we to had get one reach thing. out. Um, yeah. So there's Von Mauer in the, in the States, Von Mauer department stores. Um, that we're currently in. Um, but it's, I don't, I don't have a huge sales team to support me. And right now we haven't even tapped into e-commerce 
in a big way. I mean, we're, we're leaning into our organic social media presence, but I mean, there is so much space in e-commerce for us to grow and with sticking to one thing, like I, I can focus on one thing. I can make everything work really well. Um, if I start to add in all these big box retailers and all their demands and everything that they're requiring, I mean, then that becomes a headache for me. And then that takes away from me focusing and growing on the e-commerce, which has bigger margins. So I can give back more to the customer if I can have, you know, that room for margin and that room for growth. Um, so right now the plan is to stick to e-commerce, Smart. like focus on one thing, do it really, really well. And until that becomes a place where we're no longer growing, then reach out. And if, if the right opportunity comes my way and comes knocking on my door, well, I always consider it, but I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm going to predict right here. Right I'm going to predict right here right now that new era is going to buy you guys. Oh, uh, that, that is That's, my, that is my dream. I, I could feel it. I could <laughs> feel it. So I'm like, let me just put that out there real quick. And when you, you cash know. out, don't forget your <laughs> podcast boy in Miami. All right. He first. <laughs> yes. I'll grow a ponytail for that. No. <laughs> so, um, uh, we're almost out of time, but I really want to know a couple, a couple last things. Number one, what was the, what was the worst part of the startup experience? I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it's right now. <laughs> and the reason is because for me, I felt very scrappy, very well positioned to be able to handle everything small business. I, I'm like a master of all. I can, I can do a lot of things myself. But when it comes to growing a business, leaning into a team, the leadership of a team, making the decisions to grow a big business, this is where I have no skills. <laughs> so right now is where I feel really faced with the imposter syndrome and like, what's my next move? And how do I get more work off my plate? Um, have you read the book, The E-Myth? I have not. Okay. So in the E-Myth, they talk about this is, this is kind of the pivotal moment and where a lot of entrepreneurs might suffer, which is they can't get enough off their own plate <laughs> to grow it. So yeah. I, I am feeling that I'm in that spot and at least I'm aware of it. Um, so I feel like that's step number one, but step number two is how does it not always become the safety show and how do I build and cultivate a team that can help me yeah. grow and build this thing? So I honestly feel like this is, I am just like in the hardest spot right now. Good, but good. That's grateful where... to be here and grateful to have this problem, right? No, you're in a great space. You got a great, you're, the way you show up is, is awesome. I've known you for like 15 seconds and uh, your level of excitement, you're deeply passionate about it. You know what I mean? You're a working mom working for yourself and that's yep. incredible. And you've got time for the kids. You got time for the family. Um, you may not have as much time for yourself, but you decide that, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. what is that? I'll do that no. when they go to college. Right. Um, <laughs> right. I, I'm, in, I'm in that right now. I spent eight, the past 18 years raising my daughter by myself and uh, I, no one needs me home for dinner now. So yeah. eventually it'll quiet down. I promise yes. they do. They do grow up. Uh, <laughs> Well, so, so great to, to, to learn more about what you're doing here. I'm really, really, as a fellow entrepreneur, I'm ridiculously inspired by your story and, um, 
I'm definitely going to stay in touch. I'm going to hunt you down over on LinkedIn and TikTok awesome. uh, too. And uh, I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. You're, you clearly created, uh, you, you found a gaping hole in the market and, uh, and you filled it. And it's only continuing to get better and better and better. And you just keep showing up and leaning in and going, I don't know how it's going to work out. I just know it's going to work out. <laughs> Uh, and you'll be amazed with the results. And New Era, if you're listening, uh, call yes. me and we'll set this deal up. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for having me, Sebastian. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it's been a, likewise. And uh, we'll have to have you back on the show and get an update after you oh. cash out with New Era. <laughs> Love that. Thanks again, Stacy. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com.